0: We we go. Sweat Equity Podcast and Streaming Show, the number one business comedy podcast the, in the universe. In the world. In the universe. In the galaxy, baby. The
1: multiverse.
0: That that sultry voice you're hearing is Eric. I'm law. 2020's best small, medium enterprise, best advisory podcast in the United States. We already won 2021's best. Podcast You inter-
2: should find out any day about 2022.
0: Oh, yeah. Listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. This episode with Devin Miller, who may or may not be wearing mascara. I don't know. IP attorney. I didn't notice. IP attorney to the stars. We talk about patent trolls, all that stuff. This episode is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Are you going
2: to barf, dude? <laughs> you look like you're going to barf.
0: I'm trying to read. you. You're trying to barf tryexpressvpn.com forward slash sweat. I got gum in my mouth and I'm trying not to chomp it. There it is. It is I put so it in like weird. a dip. <laughs> Suck my pussy from behind. Yeah Lizzo. tryexpressvpn.com forward slash sweat gets you three months free. What's well, a VPN? Virtual private network. Don't get by try- big data. tryexpressvpn.com forward slash sweat like key sweat gets you three months free off an annual plan. Who's doing that? Who's protecting you like us? We want to protect you like Big Mama Bear. Try ExpressVPN.com. I got the giggles. Gets you three months free off an annual plan. Let's get this party started. Ah, the daughter! What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat, 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 sweat
1: equity. My sweat equity. My, My sweat equity. What about my sweat equity? Hey. How's it going, man? Oh, well, going pretty well. Busy as always. That's the way I like it. So life is good. Yourselves?
0: Can't complain. We just we just get right into it. If you haven't uh, seen the show, um, I like the background. Got some branding going on there. Um, before we get into it, Devin, why don't you give everybody your, uh, your plugs? Um, where can they find you? How can they hit you up? Uh, how how can they get more of you?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So I'll give a, a couple ways. Um, first way is if they want to grab a, a one-on-one session with me Strategy Meeting, 15 minutes free time with me, they can go to strategymeeting.com. Easy way to, to g- uh, connect right to my calendar and grab some time. Um, so strategymeeting.com, And then if they just want to find out more about myself, services, website, got a ton of content, ton of material to, to learn from. Um, that's just at lawwithmiller.com. So those are the two best ways to connect up with me and uh, to reach out.
0: Wow. strategymeeting.com, you got that domain. Um now in Oh, you
2: wow, you own that. That's I was I, like, oh, is that some kind of service that connects people to that? Them? I was like, oh, that's you. Oh, that's awesome. That's right. It's
1: it's it's an easy way to remember how to connect up with me. So it's a good URL to have.
0: How long ago did you get that one? Huh? What? We don't get the domain <laughs> we nerd tools. out on these yeah, URLs. I want mean, to. I want to
1: know. You know, I get asked about that more than I would have ever thought. It was about three years ago, and it was like, you know, I was originally was going to do strategysession.com dot and I looked and it was like. For sale for like twenty or twenty-five thousand. Like, well, I don't have that much money, and so I'm like, what's another way to say strategy session? I'm like, well, strategy meeting's pretty close, and so uh, looked it up. It was available. Just happened to not nobody grabbed it yet, and I got it for like twelve bucks, and so it was great. About three years ago.
0: Well, it's like the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, (laughs) they did not get their .dot com
2: Genius name. So, so right.
0: Did you know that? Yeah, because the Gun- roller
2: hockey team or something had the name mm-hmm. already.
0: Mm-mm. No, I just went roller to Roller Derby. I what just, was it? It just went to it. went to some pickle thing or something. I don't know. So I don't even want. I think. Well, like-
2: I mean, in terms of uh, we're talking IP there. There's the Cleveland Guardians. There was some kind of like roller hockey. I don't remember what it was, but some stupid ass like guys in, in their 40s. No, I believe you. I'll put it
0: in again about, if you don't believe me. But
2: they didn't, they didn't even <laughs> Google it. They didn't even
0: Google it. it goes to the Packy.com about sports podcast. I don't know. If someone jumped on it. Well, whatever. We're we're out of the game, man. We can't we can't squat on domains I, like I we really used to. My, yeah. Um what's what's the best uh any are are domains sought after do you do any domain brokerage kind of stuff when you're doing IP work? what kind of what kind of IP work are we
1: talking? Yeah, so short answer is not, not necessarily on domains, but the we do both the LLC formations or business formations and trademarks, which tend to go hand in hand at about the same time. You're trying to get a business name that you register at the state. You're trying to get a domain that is for URL, and then you're trying to get a um, trademark that you can use with your business, and so we do two of the three, but we don't, never really got into the domain or domain brokerage yet.
0: So, quick update: I think I spelled guardians wrong because I'm. I think we am getting dyslexic in my older age. Yeah, I
1: know.
2: <laughs> I'm looking right at it. Um, For the record, I was right. It's a roller derby team, men's roller derby, which I didn't know. Does it was make you real. feel good? Does yeah, it, make it makes you feel, feel real good. I does was it make right. You feel
0: like a, man, a yeah, I mean, big man? we can
2: end the show right now if we need to. <laughs> Eric was right. Done. I'm
0: going to schedule a free strategy session at uh, strategymeeting.com, <laughs> which is taking me to MillerIPL.com. Man, yep. Okay. Yeah. I was like, if I butcher that, I'm real. I got to really fix something. Um. So we have uh Eric. Eric did a great job getting our podcast. Uh, registered. Oh, this is my
2: favorite podcast ever so far. Registered. I got to be right, and this. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Um. Oof. And he's got a he's got a big hog on him. So yeah. And that. Yeah. Oof. So. What um, what what can we do with that? we, we there's about seven other sweat yeah. podcasts yeah, out there. Yeah, exactly. Um, we we knew that going into it, but um, my theory is to let it breathe on a strategy wise. Right, mm-hmm. we know we could do a cease and desist. Well, there's mm-hmm. one Canadian one which I'm curious about. So
2: we do not have international uh, protection, which we'll I'll ask you about in a minute. R- sir. but, but
0: <laughs> I think from a marketer standpoint. A I would, I would probably prefer us to let it breathe, let it go a little bit. Is there anything I'm not thinking about in that direction? So my theory is if someone else is looking for the other Sweat Equity podcast, they stumble on ours.
2: They, and ours has a little R with a circle around it. Right. They listen to That's ours. That's got to be the best one. Yeah. So
0: they listen to ours, even though ours probably isn't on brand with the other ones. Um,
2: they're all other workout ones. It's all workouts. They are. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: I thought it was Stupid. real estate. A lot of real estate ones. Cause yeah. that, that was like a H a HGTV show for a while.
2: Uh, you know, in the coming weeks, it. we're going to do an episode where we chop up clips of the other sweat equities and we, then just, we oh, can dissect them.
0: I like that. <laughs> we roast battle them. I yeah. like it. So my, the marketer brain of me goes, you know what? Let it drift, let it go. We're not, we don't need to send anything. Maybe we get some, uh, some extra listeners in that direction um anything i'm all about unintended consequences of things i don't know about what what am i missing here if we let so, it too long
1: the question and i would say the key is too long because so the, the biggest issue when you get into trademarks which is what you guys have um is if you let it go too long and you basically never enforce it and people start to use it then you actually start to reduce the ability if, if you are able to enforce in other words if you're saying hey yeah we have the trademark but we let everybody do it and everybody's using it it's become kind of commonplace, and then you lose the ability to actually enforce your trademark so yeah you have to be careful on if you let it sit for too long that people will actually acquire the rights and you lose the rights um <clears> the <throat> kind of along that lines on the kind of the question on cease and assist i mean that's always kind of a almost as much of a business question because you're saying, yeah, on the one hand I could spend attorney time. I could go and invest, you know, have them send out cease and desist letters and ratchet up the enforcement and if it's a small, you know, a small podcast that nobody listens to and it doesn't really matter, then you're probably saying the return on sending out the cease and desist letter isn't going to be worth it. On the other hand, if you got a, another sweat equity podcast that has five times a listeners and everybody's thinking that that's your podcast and you're losing all your listenership, then you're saying that it makes sense. And so you always got to kind of weigh the return on investment as far as whether or not it makes sense to enforce your, force your rise or to kind of hold off or to otherwise, um, to utilize them other ways.
0: The tricky thing about this though, it's not like we have Nielsen ratings, right? So, we have to guess. We have to guess the best indicator I can probably figure out is frequency. Frequency is if they do it if they do it on the same weekly or monthly or daily basis. That's that's one mm-hmm. aspect. I was going to go if if you had to choose one thing that's a, a direct correlation, I'd go, I'd go ratings.
2: Of ratings for podcasts, you're yeah. About? If, if you're
0: on Apple Podcasts, you got a thousand, that's going to tell me you got a pretty good listenership.
2: Oh, uh, you, you mean reviews? Yeah, that's uh, what I meant. Okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah, uh,
0: reviews. Um, in
2: this scenario, it's important to be specific,
0: yeah, no, for sure. I the other thing you could, we could check is probably their YouTube, you know, Facebook videos and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but uh, I digress, yeah, from, from this.
2: I've definitely sent the uh, the Instagram direct message to people being like, hey, you know, it's not good for either one of us if, you know, if they Google or they put sweat equity in and us we pop up and then it's not going to you. Like, I've absolutely contacted people directly. Not one response. Yeah. <laughs>
1: But what you actually can do is a lot of times Instagram, Facebook, almost all of them have takedown policies. So even if you don't want to send a cease and desist, you can actually submit a takedown saying, hey, they're infringing our trademark. Uh, we're, we want to enforce our rights. And almost, most of them is automatic. Once you submit it, it's now on the burdens for them to show that they actually have rights to it. Otherwise, they'll take down. So a lot of times they won't respond directly, but you can actually um, go to, to TikTok or the other platforms and get it taken down.
0: Nice.
2: you you
1: know what I'm doing, doing that.
2: Doing,
0: that. Uh, so, doing
1: it later.
2: <laughs> well, sweat Look equity, out, sweat equity sweat, podcast
0: this at sweat equity handles ours. Yeah. But, um, so, <laughs> uh, what got you into this? What's your why? What's your purpose?
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that's a, a long conversation in and of itself. But we got time. The short answer is, is I've I've always I've always had kind of two passions. So I love startups and small businesses. Been doing them since uh, or while I was still in school, and I loved um, engineering. I loved uh, the law side as well so to back up just the uh, for the shorter version of the story i was doing undergraduate i ended up getting four degrees which my wife always jokes is three degrees too many Jesus. but i was doing undergraduate uh, doogie hauser <laughs> easy yeah i don't know that it's probably more persistence than intelligence so um but i was doing undergraduate electrical engineering got to the end of that and i said you know i like i like electrical engineering but i don't want to be an engineer so i was kind of at the crossroads <laughs> I hope I don't get electrocuted, no matter what. But um, I was uh, saying, you know, do I want to be in? Uh, do I? I loved it, entrepreneurship and business. Do I want to do a startup, small business, or do I want to do the law? So I kind of, rather than split the deck and choose one or the other, I ended up choo- or choosing both. So I've actually been doing um, several startups. I've done several everything from small businesses with my family to seven and eight figure businesses, as well as they're chasing at the same time of my legal career and being a, a, a patent and trademark attorney for a lot of a uh, lot of different businesses so that's kind of just been when i made or when i was faced with the decision i chose both paths and i've been chasing it ever since
0: so robert frost you you didn't go you just chose what's the
1: <laughs> i just i just went right down the middle between both paths so i didn't have to choose either I, I what's I the old know. yogi
0: Berra one when there's a fork in the road
2: choose choose
0: straight or something like well,
2: that I, I don't know <laughs> so many good yogi Berra questions.
0: Um, yeah, before he got canceled. Uh, <laughs> um, what's it called?
2: So, What year is it? What,
0: 20, he got canceled, dude. Yogi Burton, you didn't know that?
2: No. Okay. <laughs> Isn't he dead for like 20 years? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He still got canceled. Look, Confederate statues are being taken down, all that stuff. Is there a trademark on that? Anything? Um, so, uh, is this mic on? Are we... What, what are we doing with podcast? Podcasts were getting sued uh, not too long ago for being. Uh, tell me about patent trolls. What do you have a a, a fury against patent trolls? What I, I I see it on both sides as well. Look, these are guys in South Texas, I believe they they set up shop. We've talked about this. Yeah, they do it in the the drug running counties of Texas. Where where. It's so hard to get a case moved through all the time uh, it's, it's it's strategic they have they have, they have like it. shell offices yeah. down in South Texas, where it's all about immigration it's all about <clears throat> it's all about drug running and stuff, so you can't ever get to the case while you're just they're just hemorrhaging money from people who are making a lot of money you're adam Corolla, you're Mark Marens, yeah. I think Rogan well, Corolla
2: had a his own crusade against well, those, no he lost two
0: hundred thousand dollars oh. And then they pulled back, they pulled back on it and he, he ended up becoming the, the, the go-to, but all these other guys were under this umbrella. I kept my eye on it because I think we were just getting this podcast rolling and, uh, I don't know. I find it interesting that you can sue for that. Uh, any thoughts, comments, questions?
1: i, I probably i can argue both sides because i can I, I think it depends on how you define it as a patent troll because you know if, if you're in the business of just acquiring patents and going and forcing them you're really not creating anything you're not adding anything then i think that you're probably on the side of you shouldn't be in that business it's probably not the most moral business but where i think that they serve a potential purpose and if you're good if' we'll, in close put good patent troll is that if you're a startup and you're a small or a small business and you have, you know, you put in a lot of blood, sweat and tears, time and development, and you went through the patent process, you got a patent, and then you go up against a big competitor. They have a lot more money. They have a lot more ability to drag it out in court. Then you're left with a few options. One is you can simply not do anything and let them run over the top of you. You can try and go to their competitor and sell off your patent and, you know, or license it and let somebody else in the, as a bigger dog in the fight go and fight it for you. Or you can go to a patent troll. And so a patent troll could potentially help a startup or small business because they're saying, hey, this is a valuable patent. It is worthwhile to enforce. We don't have the money as a small business, but you do as a patent troll because that's the business you're in. And so at some point of degrees, they can be helpful to a startup or small business to enforce what they are, their legal rights. And so that would be the one argument I would make. They may be worthwhile or, or have a place but I don't think where a lot of them don't fit into that model. And they're just simply going up, gobbling up patents, filing frivolous lawsuits and trying to get uh, as many settlements of people to pay out as possible. So a small portion are good. A lot, a big portion that aren't so good.
0: You have innovation on your branding, uh, your personal opinion. Does that stifle innovation? Cause as, as an American, I feel like entrepreneurship is very, in a, a very American endeavor. I, I believe mm-hmm. you you can kind of, you may not, it may not all be on you for doing it, all your hustle, but I feel like it is uh, something uniquely American that if you have an idea, you can push it through. Innovation, I think when you have a patent troll, I think it stifles innovation. What what say you? What's your personal opinion? Not, not Miller IP Law's opinion. <laughs> and look, I can tell you're a good attorney because you threw out contrarian logic right from the get-go. You go, here's both sides of the argument. That. If anybody's listening and needs to figure out an attorney, you want a guy that can figure out both sides of an argument simultaneously. I feel like I have That's this right. in a very dumb guy way, but I can see both. I see both. <laughs> so s-
2: annoying. I
0: see both sides of a coin.
2: You're just bored.
0: Yeah, some people. I, I've been called contrarian my whole life. I can't help it. Uh, I take so, it as I take it as a badge of honor now.
1: So my opinion would be. I think if you could fix the uh, the legal system to get rid of or allow small startups and small businesses to reasonably have their case heard and, and not be so expensive, then I think you should get rid of patent control. I think right. that I'll just call up
0: Obama. We'll, make that happen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, what are we going to do? I, 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 first of all, Obama's not in office, so I think you have to call Biden. But whoever you're calling up, yeah, but definitely yeah. uh, get crazy. it going on.
0: We know who's pulling the strings. Ass. Look, Big Daddy Donny <laughs> T got robbed. Look, uh, Obama's still got some flow, you know what I'm saying? Sure. But sure. go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off. So, no, I, I think that, you know, I think that the,
1: the bigger question and where I thought you were going to go is, you know, whether or not patents are actually good in, or if they stifle innovation in the sense you'll have some people. Mark Cuban is one that's a, a vocal a vocal downer on patents saying things that they stop innovation. They should just larger away with the system. And I think that, you know, in the bigger question of innovation as to where patents help, some places you could probably make that argument. But most people, if you're going to do, I've done businesses where, you know, there's a lot of our research and development. It takes years of, of research development, takes millions of dollars in investment dollars to even get the product out. And the problem is, is if you don't, if you don't have in a way to protect it. So it's kind of like the magic trick that it's always easier once you know or how the magic trick is done to do it yourself. And the same thing with a lot of innovation is once you create the product, you can reverse and engineer it. Somebody else figured it out. And now you can actually do it yourself and rip it off. And you don't have all of that research development time and effort in there. And so I think that innovation should be promoted. I think if patents are done right, they can do it. But I think that most of the time on the patent troll side, they're not done right. And they stifle and stifle more than they help. Yeah,
2: that's interesting. I do remember when Tesla didn't Tesla open up like they just put out everything that they had done. I guess in their battery technology, they just opened up all their patent information. And I don't. Bam! That's I'd how you like full lightning, was, baby. Well, I mean, yeah, I'd like to think it was like a benevolent thing, but who knows? No, I mean, yeah, no. You, you'd you like have to a couple think companies- that.
1: Red Hat if you know computer it's more obscure Linux was an operating system if you don't have a Mac you don't have a uh, Windows then Linux is Linux does the same thing they basically both Tesla and Red Hat both have a ton of patents they have been, you know thousands of patents they both view it as more, this is a defensive measure rather than offensive. We'll let you guys use it. But if you ever come and try and sue us, you ever come after us, you otherwise do it. We have a big war chest that we can fight people off. And so they're saying, hey, we want to promote innovation, but we also need to protect our business interests such that we are controlled if, you know, if somebody were to come after us or if somebody wants to misuse our patents.
0: They open source it. Yeah. yeah. Apache, I think, used to be big with uh, something parallel to Linux back in the day. A lot of stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, want Apache on you. You didn't even know
1: Apache.
2: I thought was like a word processor. There's a bunch of stuff that Linux was just is open, an operating system, open
0: source like OBS, all that stuff. Um, I'm
2: sure, you're just naming other open source software. Whatever, uh, you
0: know, you know, just whatever. I, I'm just trying to brag. No, um, <laughs> well, so what? <laughs> what does? I guess if you don't, if you have a product, I'm interested in uh, process as a patent.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: as we move into an intangible kind of age, right?
2: You mean patenting a process? You can
0: patent a process, okay. right? It's much harder, more expensive, because there is a lot more R and I understand. Am I am I correct? <sighs>
1: It depends on what you do. Now it's, as this editor a lawyer answer, but whether it, it depends, give me the lawyer but answer, you,
0: then give me your answer. How about that?
1: I still got to give my lawyer answer because that'll answer the real answer, which is it depends on how you define process. If it's a business method, you know, there used to be a Amazon or uh, patent out there that was for basically the one click and it's actually not enforceable anymore, but they used to have a patent on basically how you do one click. If it's general and just how you conduct your business is, very difficult, near impossible anymore in, in today's age to get a business method patent of how I conduct my business. Generally more of a process. There's a couple ways that you can get a process. One is way that you manufacture things. So let's say you're making a car and you had to, you know, you're making a rim of a car and so you had to mill it out to a certain, you know, thickness you had to do x what you had to heat it up you had to cool it down you had to do these steps in order to make something the process of making something a lot of times if it's physical and tangible you can get a process on that method the other one you can do is sometimes when you get into the software arena where a lot of times software is you know kind of that in tangible. It's kind of, you know, you can't see, you can't feel it. And so, but a lot of times software has, you know, certain ways that they go about, you know, step one, step two, step three, we get the data, we process it, we do analytics on it, and then we provide you a notification on your phone. Those type of processes are much are more mainstream and are reasonably easy to get. It's more just on if you try and get a business method, I would tell you don't bother because they've almost completely shut down that area of patents.
2: Yeah, it seems like trying to do a process, if you go through it, you'd get to a point where, oh, actually this machine that is unique to this process is what we should be patenting rather than the, the process of what we're doing. You know, it seems like uh, the the software side, I get that, you know, that's basically code, you know, ones and zeros, however you want to put
1: Yeah. It. And one of the other places it comes up is a lot of times with uh, with medication or with, uh, you know, something of that nature in the medical industry to where mm. you have to you know, do a certain mixture between, you know, this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient, you have to make it sterile. You have to do d- different things where there is a process where it's much more of how you make the medication than what are the ingredients. And that's another place that sometimes is applicable.
2: More like a recipe almost. Yep. Well, I was, exactly.
0: con- I was consulting a beverage company that it wasn't the ingredients. It was the way they put the ingredients together that my, my buddy bought the patent on. That that was the interesting part. You
2: made a face like it was a bad buy.
0: No, it was a great buy.
2: Oh. It's just sitting on you it. You just burped. That's all. It yeah, it was bur- a random burp. This,
0: this Michelob Ultra okay. we're drinking. Um,
2: well, didn't Coca-Cola – I mean Coca-Cola doesn't have a patent or they don't – like, could, so that they don't have to put their, their
1: formula out, right? Yep exactly so they do what's called trade secret which is great if you can keep it a secret if you can't keep it a secret it's a terrible way so coca-cola and i think pepsi and both coca-cola at least the myths are that there's only two people on the planet at any given time that actually know the ingredients either of those drinks and they can't and, be in the same
0: planet at the same time
1: right exactly yeah. no they have to be on different places yeah no one cares about pepsi and supposedly, if you want to get into more myths, is once one of them dies, they actually have a ceremony that same day that they pass that on so that you still have the two people at any given time. That's oh my my myths. Now, whether or not it's true or not, but the what they use is they I use it. To believe.
0: <laughs> That's some
1: IP. <laughs> <lore. straight secret. laughs>
2: <laughs> all the so other they, IP uh, lawyers gather around uh, the campfire. We all
1: give them the blessing and then they're able to download the secrets to our oh, masks, masks yeah.
0: Weird masks.
2: Like things uh,
1: on their faces. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. We you right. but, no, you're good. No, the, but they, they basically are saying if you can keep something a secret, you know, you can, as long as you keep it a secret, it's up, it's yours. You own it. It doesn't expire where it's patents. You have to put down in the public, you get 20 years. And so Pepsi and Coke are saying we have a business plan where it's going to be the same ingredients for a longer period of time. Here's our formula. So we're going to keep it the same way they've, they have to put, they spend millions of dollars a year to keep it a secret. They've actually gone through court cases where people have tried to take them to court saying that you or you have to disclose your ingredients and how you make it because that you are infringing our intellectual property and Pepsi and Coke will spend millions of dollars to keep it a secret because as soon as it gets out, they no longer have any protection.
0: What, um, what I, uh, cocaine. Was that the secret? Um, uh, the news <laughs> to be for, um, if I'm a, if I'm a startup, why, why should I, why should I call you up?
1: Because I'm an awesome guy and I know a lot of things. No, That's- um, <laughs>
0: very very eloquent with all this for sure but <laughs> if i'm if i uh start my own law firm if i start a professional services company what what or uh, i've got a product that's in the ideation phase mm-hmm. should i give you a ring when, what what is the point of when i should call you
1: yeah i would is Varies with each company, but if I was in you know somebody's shoes, when should I reach out to attorney? It's usually when you've gotten whether it's branding, whether it's a invention, whether it's ideation, wherever you're at. When you've gotten to the point you've invested enough that if somebody were to come along and they're to rip it off, they're to copy it, and you say, "Ouch, that hurts. That's going to hinder my business." When you are reaching that point, that's when you should consider protecting your brand. So if you're just starting out a new brand today, you start the business today, and to, you know you're saying, "Should I get a copyright?" Well, have you done any business any work to protect the brand? Or do you have any near term future? Are you going to do a marketing plan? Are you going to go out and sell it? Are you going to do anything near term that's going to create a lot of value in the brand? And if somebody were to copy it or knock it off, then you're going to say it's worthwhile. So usually it's kind of, if so, I'd ask the question, is it if somebody were to copy it, knock it off, otherwise do the same thing I'm doing? Would it hurt my business? If so, I've reached a point where I need to protect it. If on the other hand, I've, I you know I'm saying I could pretty easily pivot. I could rebrand. I could do something different then you probably don't need to worry about it at that point yeah oh, good no um
0: you know so i have a i i i have a weird long term thing you know those uh business models this uh porter's five forces and and that kind of stuff
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: I've got a totem pole model that I want to eventually (laughs) eventually trademark. Here we go. How do I go about this? Do I give you a ring and you go, okay, this is unique.
2: Tell them it sucks.
0: (laughs) It may suck. Here's the thing. It may suck, but I'd still.
2: But I've drawn it on a whiteboard so many times. uh, Yeah.
0: I've I've already sunk costs. I've taught uh, business strategy to so many people using this. Look. We can get it tattooed on the body. Do, we can go. Do, I, I don't on have any back. tattoos. You don't have any tattoos, right?
2: Yeah. You do? No.
0: Yeah, we're we're right. we're you, unique. We're, yeah, you should do it. No, I don't you want. You should do that. I don't want to disgrace. But I don't want. It's not good. I don't. It would want, be
2: hilarious. I don't want a
0: needle on me, um, unless it's heroin. Back in the days, nineties, uh, Lower East Side. That's how I used to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle grunge rock. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, if I wanted to go get that business model, what, mm-hmm. how do I go about that? Like that doesn't, yeah. it's unique.
2: Step that, on, tattoo it on your body.
1: Yeah. So if you're to, I mean, cause where you're going, where I would give is the best analogy is Franklin cover, right? It has a seven steps for highly effective individuals. There you he go. Has, okay. If, but in order to do that, you have to have the, You have to build a brand around each of the steps. So if all you have is, hey, i figured out five steps that are going to be the way to create a new business and it's going to be awesome and it's going to be the best way you have to actually build a brand around it. So just coming up with the steps, anybody can come up with a few steps. They can say, here are the steps. You can't do it. But if you build a brand, Franklin Covey, he has each of the steps. He's trademarked them. He's written books on them. He's built up a following and a brand. Then you can do that. So that's kind of where you'd start now. Perfect. If you're saying, I have no idea if I'm at that stage or not at that stage. Oh, I'm at I that would, stage. first of all, I would go, I would go Google it. You know, it's shocking. Yeah. As it sounds. Most we people, should have said that in the first uh, 30
2: seconds, by the way. <laughs>
1: You got you an know, app idea? Yeah,
2: it exists already and it's better out there. Exactly.
1: But it, it's just shocking. I'll have people come in my office all the time and say, I got this great idea and I've got these prototypes and I'm developing. I say, "No, oh, this really seems like I've seen it before. <laughs> we'll sit down for five minutes and say, I think this is what you created, right? They're like, dang it. Yeah. So take that few minutes to actually search it. But if you can't find it, then I'd probably go talk to an attorney and say, sit down, say, here's what I'm doing. Am I at the right stage? Am I not at the right stage? And, and kind of go from there.
0: No, mine is so dumb. That no one has thought of it. That, that <laughs> I just oh, leaked out boogers, I think, as I was laughing, looking oh. over at Eric about it. But it's so dumb that the beauty is in its, it, it's dumbness, in its simplicity, yeah. is that I can teach it to anybody. That was the idea. Um, and but I, it
2: sounds like there has to be uh, unique aspects to every aspect yep. of it.
0: Oh, I got yeah. it. The wings is your marketing strategy, baby.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah I've seen all right somewhere. well if, if you want if you want to do it we could i could definitely help you out It's whether or not it's worthwhile to invest in something that's so dumb that it's unique and yes. if you want
0: to you can do it <laughs> i'm gonna do it that's gonna be my <laughs> legacy is this dumb business model uh look I i'm 37 has a patent on
2: the world's dumbest business model. right
0: i'm 37 it's probably I'm thinking available about, i'm thinking about legacy a little bit because i'm a I'm a white male and I'm a cisgendered male uh-huh. in this society for now, for now. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but all right. Uh, before we forget, uh, we have to ask everybody their first time on and I appreciate it. This went by real quick. Uh, if anybody needs any help, obviously strategymeeting.com is where you go. Um, what advice would you give your 13 year old self?
1: I'm gonna give my 13 year old self an advice. It's one that I hear from every startup, like almost everybody, and it's one that I'd give myself: is get going with something. And it, you know, I think that even as you're getting younger you know, there are things that I always thought were a cool business idea. And I, you know, I thought, well, I'm 13. I, I should, you know, I need to wait till I'm older and get a school and get an education. And yet I think that if I were to go back and say, try something out, get it going. Even if it fails, you're 13, you can always recover. You're still in school. Your parents are there to help you. And that's what I've actually done with my son. My son actually now is has started some businesses with me. He's only 11 and we're getting going on some things and it's a, it's a blast. So I'd say, don't wait. doesn't matter your age. If you're only 13, you can still get going. If you, if it sounds interesting you have a passion, definitely.
0: Do it. I had an idea when I was 13. Fill in the hole of the bagel. Call it a bogle.
2: That was <laughs> the idea. Up, fill it with what?
0: Just you got donut holes. Why not bagel holes?
1: Oh,
2: sure enough,
0: I they're ubiquitous. Was what was what was the idea you had? Do you remember?
1: Oh, you know, it's been long enough. I, do, I I. mean, I had so many ideas. I started a candy shop when I was a kid, and then I. I then that's their realistic or failed. I tried to invent a vending machine, and I'm like, well, this is never going to work. And so I, I was one of those that always had a whole bunch of ideas. And then I really, before I got, I never really pursued any of them until I got into college.
0: So you feel like ideas are cheap, executions, a lot of it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I
2: was implying you were fucking the bagels.
0: Oh, well, that's a whole, that that we didn't talk about high school. That's a different story. Um, uh, appreciate you coming on.
2: I'm
0: a late bloomer. That's for sure. Thanks for coming on. Uh, appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll have you back on if you got anything on your mind.
1: Absolutely. I appreciate having on. It was a great conversation. love to be back on whenever we have more to chat about. See you, buddy. Thanks.